Hello and welcome to the Chichester Festival Theatre Podcast. We'll be chatting through everything from Festival 2018 to the backstage crew and beyond. I'm George Bailey and I will be your host for this series. Joining me will be a whole bunch of incredible guests in interviews, chats and other fun segments. So sit back, relax and enjoy what we have in store for you. It's Rufus Hound in conversation with... Sean Foley. Director, Lothario, storyteller, <laughs> presenter, <laughs> and now Noel Coward interpreter. Are you going to ask a question now? Well, uh, yeah, okay. Why did you cast me in this? Not to put you on the spot with Have the I got a most cigarette? question. <laughs> in fact, I think that's what we should probably do do it in the manner of Noel Coward. Noel Coward. Yes. Well, Rufus, that is a very interesting question. <laughs> First of all, when the play was sent to me and I read it, Rapidly. Could have keep that for a long time. I know. Yeah. I don't want to keep that up. But anyway, I might occasionally drop into it. I'd never really been completely engaged with Coward, even though sort of realising that it, you know he's a genius. He wrote these incredible songs. He was an incredible performer. All these amazing plays that people love. I'd never sort of absolutely connected with his brand of comedy, I guess. So they sent me this play. Will you read it? Will you direct it? And I read it, and I, I did connect with it. I right. did think it was a really, really hilarious play and a brilliant play, brilliantly written, not just in its line-to-line funniness, but also just dramaturgy, basically. You know, it tells a great story and it does it brilliantly. So that was the first stage, getting me <laughs> engaged. I'll get to you. No, no, Don't I'm, worry. I'm um, a week. <laughs> but also, I sort of was quite keen to not do it how I'd seen, you know, some other Coward productions of doing exactly that and just sitting around and making very, very witty remarks and talking relatively quickly, which is all brilliant, but it's sort of like a parody of what comedy really is, which is really seeing people squirming around in situations. And that's why I thought the play was brilliant. I would describe it as nearly a farce. It's sort of actually a sort of hybrid of classical farce and British high comedy, of which Noel Coward is you know, the, the most eminent. Yeah, he's the king. <laughs> So it's a mixture of those things. So you do have this incredible sort of wit, but also the situation of farce. Then the other thought that, I'm getting to you, don't worry, I'm getting to you. <laughs> the other thought that, that I actually started off with was not really caring about how you're supposed to do Coward, which led me to think that what you really need at the centre of it is somebody who's just genuinely funny. And I don't know why I've then I rang you. <laughs> no. You couldn't find any of them and you I were available, yes. yeah. <laughs> but he wasn't available. Um, <laughs> it was to do with going, there shouldn't be a type of actor that is allowed to do Noel Coward. Yeah. But in my view, if there is a type of actor, it has to be a funny one. Right. And that's the most important thing, because you do no service to a comedy play if it's not funny. Right. I mean, everybody can go, oh, yes, it was marvellous. I mean, it, it, typically British theatre people love to go, yes, what really makes it work is the pathos. No, <laughs> what really makes it work is the jokes. Yeah. Because when you say it's the jokes that make it work, my idea of what Noel Coward is has all of this thing about status and class in it, just straight up reading the play, the jokes are there. Yeah. That, that absolutely work person to person, not... I mean, 
just like a straight up joke, a line right off the page that'll crank yeah. you up. It, I, I'd never really considered Noel Coward, or, or certainly the legend of Noel Coward isn't like, oh, here's a guy who can write as good a joke as yeah, anybody else. exactly, yeah. It's so masterful. Yeah, it's mind-boggling. And I was just reading today as well, get this, he wrote it in six days. Wow. But he does say, he does say um, he'd been thinking about it for three years. When Noel Coward wrote it, he quite vocally said, I just wanted to write myself an absolutely stonking lead part. Yes. And I think knowing <laughs> that it's somebody that great at comedy writing themselves an amazing comedy part means that you know that the onus has always been intended to be that Gary kind of is fantastic. But I, I suppose my worry and it is a worry, and it would be better for me if it wasn't a worry, and you could absolutely assure me a thousand ways that, don't worry about that, it's not for you to worry about, it doesn't stop it being true that I worry about it, that the recent productions of this that I am aware of don't necessarily seem to have given much room to... The audiences haven't met them as, as being a kind of reinterpretation of what's there about how brilliant all these other characters are, that it mm. seems to be... To, more often than not to be wholly sold on, we've got this amazing guy playing Gary, and then just some others. Whereas this doesn't feel like that at all. Everyone is doing this like incredible heavy lifting. Like he has to be the engine that keeps it all going, and what's mm. happening to him is the interesting thing in many ways about the play. But actually, what the play is about and how these things are going on and what it means for these things to be going on is really being demonstrated by everybody else on stage. I don't know what question you're asking me. I wasn't really asking a no, question. No, you weren't. <laughs> so, as we know, all, 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 you know, most critical response and maybe even audience response, it's it sort of reductio ad, it's the Gary Essendine show. But actually, it's not, it's a play, whereby we see this main character go through this in the end. You know, all theatre's about transformation. That's what, what keeps us involved, you know, story is like, what is going to happen? And what we see, what's next, becomes, I think, quite surprising, and hopefully, in our production, deliciously so. And for that to happen, the world of the, and the other characters, as it were, needs to work on Gary Essendine for these things to happen, for this sort of story to unfold. I suppose the final thing I, I want to ask you then is this. We talked a lot about what, you know, Noel Coward means traditionally to people, to the history of British theatre. We, yeah. we have an understanding of what we expect when we go to the theatre to see Noel Coward. I would love it to be the case that people who would never go and see Noel Coward in a million years come and see this production because I, I think that what we're doing with it is as grab you by the lapels, as exciting, as dynamic as any comedy I've ever seen on stage. Does it bother you if people come to this as Noel Coward purists and are upset by it? Do you have an audience that you want to come and see this in your head? Or do you just make what you make and then the people who come, come? All the things that I've worked on, or I hope that all the things I've, I've worked on, are shows that absolutely anyone can come and see. And there's no controlling anything. <laughs> I mean, who am you I? You do realise you're a director. That's like literally I mean, your job. Okay, well, I can control you, lot. <laughs> but outside of outside of you know 
working out how to put the play on and we're all working together to put that play on. There's no, I mean, who's to know? I mean, somebody could come along and say, this is outrage. Yeah. I can only work really, as we could all do, we can only work really honestly on this and going, this is, this is what we've made of it. We do hope you enjoy it. Yeah. And that's it. That really is it. I mean, I haven't seen enough coward productions to sort of go, oh, there's a definite style. That's how you're supposed to do it and everything like that. I just approach it as, I read this comedy, I thought it was hilarious. So I wanted to work on it. And that's it. That is genuinely, genuinely it. Yeah. So I hope they come along and just are delighted and laugh their heads off. You have been listening to the Chichester Festival Theatre Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, please do like and rate our series on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud, or leave us a comment on our Twitter, Facebook or Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening.